0: The combined US dollar revenues of companies in the LSPI is 9.7 billion.
1: Teaching AI to translate hundreds of spoken and written languages in real time. And welcome everyone to another episode of Slater Pod. Hello there.
0: Hey Florian, how are you doing?
1: All Okay, so today we're hosting a pure news show uh, because we just released our flagship annual language service provider index, the LSPI. Yeah, Yeah, uh, that was a big release a couple of days before we were expecting it to launch, right? So, nice. Congrats, Esther. Thanks. (laughs) And we're recording this on a Thursday, so of course, there's also momentous news on the global stage and I feel personally Mm -hmm. um, it's a sad day for Europe um uh, but we'll stay in our lane here and discuss relating uh, the news relating to an industry that actually brings people um, together rather than uh, divide them so we'll we'll stay in our lane here and on the agenda today is the uh, as we said the LSPI highlights uh, the Neural Space fundraise. A company called Neural Space raised uh, a bunch of money, and then we're gonna uh, revisit Meta slash Facebook's uh, machine translation plans. There was a bit of a development yesterday with a major uh, piece of content they published. But first, take it away, Esther. What's going on with all of the language service providers that are part of our extended 2022 language service provider index?
0: Yes well I think this would be a rather lengthy episode if we were to discuss all of them uh because there are nearly nearly 300 companies um on the LSPI this year so 295 companies on on the launch um on Wednesday um so our biggest ever most extensive ever language service provider index I think we had uh 200 lsp's in the final version last year from 2021 so we've added roughly 100 um and i'm sure that we'll get more um kind of as you know as time goes on and people see the index because it is of course dynamic so if you haven't yet uh, submitted figures or you'd like to please do um but yeah I'll, I'll share some stats i'll try not to go overboard with the figures because you you can you can get a bit uh figure heavy i suppose um but yeah, yeah. we've got like a hundred um of the companies are are new, um, like I said. Uh, the the two hundred and ninety-five is made up of um so five super agencies. Um and for anyone who wants sort of an explanation of, of what we mean by these different categories, because we've segmented the the LSPs based on sort of revenue size. Um do check out the the article and a bit of a description that we give there. But we've got five super agencies um, at the very sort of top of the food chain there in terms of revenue, 55 leaders, um, which again was bigger than last year. Um, And we had a few few companies that had been challengers in last year's version kind of step up, grow to become leaders, which is always nice to see um, whether that's organic or through acquisition. Um we had a total of 49 challengers. Um, so le- fewer leaders, sorry, fewer challengers than leaders at this point. Um and a whopping 186 boutiques. So, yes, of course, the majority of the index is made up of smaller companies. Um that's that's the nature of uh, the landscape out there. But yeah, really pleased. So thanks to everyone who has participated and I hope that it's it's a useful. Uh, tool and reference for everyone going forward. I'll share it a little bit uh, geographically as well, in case this is of interest. So we've got um, 139 companies from Europe, excluding uh, the UK. We, so that's the biggest uh, geographical region represented in the LSPI. We have th- another 33 from the UK. We have a total of 68 companies participating from North America, of which 58 from the US. We have a total of 20 companies from Asia and 35 from the rest of the world. That's so a bit of a geographical snapshot.
1: I mean, it's probably broadly like representative. I almost, I'm tempted to say for, for the industry at large, right? Because Europe's very, yeah. uh, it's probably even more uh, fragmented than the US um, because of all, you know, of course, many more yeah. countries, right?
0: the us the us lsp's are probably proportionally larger as in the ones exactly. on the lspi yeah. uh yeah than other com- than other countries um but so it seems comparatively fewer of them than in europe um yes
1: it's just interesting the uk is probably for me a little bit the kind of outlier that there would be 33 from the uk maybe it's also cuz you know we're publishing in english and so there's just a lot of Companies that know us uh, in, in in the UK, it's just you know, it's it's a monolingual, as it were, kind of uh, country. I mean, obviously, it's very multilingual in reality, but like in in terms of the law, it's monolingual. But there's 33 um, LSPs, and then you've got 20 from from Asia, 35 from the rest of the world. I mean, that broadly kind of like the weight, I guess, that the uh, mm. you know the language industry represents globally. So but and in terms of the the revenue right we're pegging uh the 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 overall size of the language language industry at what like 26 27 billion dollars roughly yeah. i guess in in 2021 so what proportion of that is represented in our index now
0: well see that sounds like a simple question but it's got a complex answer in my Thank view because a lot of these a lot of the revenues of especially the smaller ones are going to be subcontracting so got it. We cannot say for sure, okay, this is, you know, a third or a quarter of the market. Um, but what I can say is that the combined US dollar revenues of uh, companies in the LSPI um, is $9.7 billion. Um yeah. And across everybody, there was 22% growth. Um, so we obviously asked people to submit the 2020 figures and 2021 figures. Um, the companies that that entered our list uh, grew collectively 22% to 9.4 billion. So it's a lot um, and a lot of growth, uh, which we like.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of growth. It's a, it's a big portion. Obviously, the growth's probably skewed a little bit by kind of M&A and, and other activities, For right? Sure. So in terms yeah. of pure organic, we're going to, we're going to tell you more when we release our 2022 language industry market report, which is probably going to be in a month or so from now, uh, so yeah. we' have a lot more figures then uh, in terms of uh, are there a couple more stats you want to you want to give us here before you know we move on yeah. to the next topic?
0: I uh, can do, and please feel free to skip forward if you're heard enough of the stats but um, yeah, so we've got inclusive of both m a and organic growth. Um, Growth on a segment level, so uh, we can break that out. So super agencies grew um, by 33% from 2020. Leaders grew 18% from 2020. Challengers by 14% and boutiques by 16%. So all D- double-digit growth there um, and obviously a major you can refer back to last year's index to see what the figures were like there, but a, a marked improvement um, from from last year's index as well, which obviously had was uh, quite impacted by by COVID at that point.
1: It is a bit though. It's a bit the bigger get bigger, like the bigger get bigger faster picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think right. that's normal. You know, you, you've got obviously you've got the sort of RWS acquisition of SDL in there to to skew things um, heavily in favour of of growth. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's a lot, obviously you could be caveating this data for ages, um, but
1: could you, <laughs> you could absolutely. That's why I'm
0: saying you've got like m this is why I'm saying inclusive of M&A and organic growth. You know, we could talk as well about currency fluctuations, which have an impact because obviously we're reporting all of this in dollars. Um, but then, you know, it gets a bit nitty gritty and, um, you know, people, only people like me kind of care about stuff like that, <laughs> care about stuff like that. Um, But I will share, uh, maybe just to simplify it and and round things off here, Um, a profile of the average, in air quotes, average LSP. Um, So we did a calculation of the mean revenue um, for an LSP on the LSPI, which was $32 million in 2021. So if you're a $32 million company, you're apparently the mean average. Um, However... Uh, The median average, so the one sort of slap bang in the middle number like one, what was that like 148 or 147 or something on the list, um, is uh, $4.6 million in size. So that's probably more representative of uh, your typical LSP um, out there.
1: A lot more. And
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. new this year, we did ask people um, optionally if they would like to tell us uh, the headcount, uh, how many people they employed as of year end, and also disclose, um, you know, the top three sectors that they focus on as a business. Yes. Um, I don't have any stats about the sectors, but I think we'll be digging a lot more into that when it comes to um, publishing the the market report as well. But um, of those companies that told us about their headcount, the average across uh, the companies, across the LSPs was 137 people. So, if you, you have go. 107, 137 employees, you're also um, some form of typical <laughs> LSP. There we go.
1: Good, good. Thanks for those highlights. And of course, uh, anybody who's interested in uh, a lot more of a deep dive head over to the page it's freely available it's in a beautiful like um kind of card format where you can like, flick through all of the individual cards and it's a long list so uh yeah great job um let's move on to neural space a company that just raised a um they raised 1.7 million in a seed round and they were so kind to provide us with additional uh data uh, that usually you don't get and mm-hmm. so let me just tell you a bit more about what the company does, although I actually want to get the, the CEO, Felix Lauman on the podcast at some point, we should probably mm-hmm. reach out to him because it's hard to describe. So they're a, uh, one of the, a kind of a direct uh, competitive hugging face, which I'm still trying to <laughs> understand exactly what But you what also
0: don't know what they do. So. <laughs> exactly. So mm. uh, it's okay. an AI,
1: I mean, like basically it's an open source, like an AI platform where, you know, open source community and, and where uh, people build Kind of models and data sets for uh, NLP, for natural language processing. And Neural Spaces, uh, USP, so kind of the unique selling point, they're really niches, uh, low resource languages. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about low resource languages in a minute when we talk about Facebook. So their real um, um, kind of angle here is low resource languages. You can build your models, you can build uh, all kinds of NLP applications, including MT, but Felix told us it's not really their core. Um, Kind of use case or their core capability, mm-hmm. so they're really focusing on uh, people that want to build conversational AI, like chatbots and, and and conversational AI on, on their platform. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Now we, you know, we we don't fully um, comprehensively cover natural language processing, but I think yeah. it's so adjacent and relevant to what the language industry does that you know from time to time we pick an interesting example. And neural Space mm-hmm. is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. And they told us also um, their valuation and their ARR. So it's interesting that they raised at an eleven million dollar valuation in the C mm-hmm. round. So you know it's, uh, they raised one point seven at a, an eleven million dollar valuation. Uh, lead investor was uh, uh, miris Capital. Meris Capital. Not sure how to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Also it's interesting that they uh they're currently generating $100,000 ARR. What's ARR? That's annual recurring revenue, right? That's the metric that software companies uh, are mm-hmm. using um because they're growing so quickly. So if you just m- measured it essentially on a kind of calendar um year, it you know, it wouldn't tell the whole story. So and also there's mm-hmm. this recurring element where uh, you know, if you have a subscription business, you you measure it like that MRR, monthly current revenue ARR. So uh, quite early stage if you're looking at those revenues, but it looks like they're growing quite quickly. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had an 11 million dollar valuation in this in this early uh, round. They have 19 people headquartered in your part of the world in London, and yeah, interesting company. Go ahead, head, uh, check out their website. Check out our article. Um, it was actually. Um, I connected them via uh, Andrew Breitenkamp from um, uh, that we had on the podcast. Uh, what was it like three months ago? So, Yep. Yep. nice. Anyway, so let's move on to another NLP story, um, which well, and this is more in the translation space, but it's extended NLP. So Meta slash Facebook, they uh, they published a post yesterday. Uh, entitled, Teaching AI to Translate Hundreds of Spoken and Written Languages in Real Time. Okay, so not going to talk a lot about this, just kind of flagging it. We're probably going to run a story, but there is an interesting angle here. So what do they do? They have, uh, we, we've spoken about that whole kind of metaverse thing and yeah. people talking potentially like, you know, that that, that their, their vision of people living or not living like meeting in the metaverse, and you know, I speak German, you speak English, and we don't actually notice because you know the engine behind like neutralizing
0: kind of... the language factor
1: exactly. So that that's mm. the vision here, um, and obviously, Facebook's pouring billions and billions and billions into this metaverse, and language is uh, kind of being swept up in this because if you know, if you have the language barrier, then you know, there goes the metaverse, I guess. Mm. So they they in, in that article they just published, they described two. Key initiatives, two new projects. The first one is called No Language Left Behind, and where they're building, quote unquote, new advanced AI model that can learn from languages with fewer examples to train from. You know, they could say like from Asturian to Luganda to Urgu. So going full low resource, right? That's kind yeah. of the connection to the neural normal space race there. Mm. And the second one is they call it the universal speech translator. So they're designing novel approaches, they say, to translating from speech in one language into another one in real time because, okay, machine translation for low resource languages is one thing, but then if it's not, if it doesn't work for speech, then obviously it breaks down. As well, there, right, yeah, so yeah, I mean, they have this vision, apparently of uh, you know people meeting in the metaverse regardless of language, uh speech to speech mt is a key to achieving this, and I think we're going to just speech to speech mt is a very important research direction at the moment, and a yeah. company like Meta, which you know, despite the drop in shares, still have a ton of money, uh, pouring uh, research time and 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 funds into this is going to is going to de- accelerate development. Uh, they also uh, highlighted that there's, there's well-known challenges like from data scarcity to lack of human reviewers for rare language combo, et cetera. So, I'm not going to go into too much of a detail there. That's just what the industry has been struggling for, you know, what's the key challenge? If you don't have data, it's hard to do. If you don't have human reviewers, I mean, who's going to you know grade the, the MT output? They also interestingly put a list of like, I guess it's about three dozen uh, experts, MT and mm-hmm. AI experts that, that work on this um, and go check out the list. There's, I, I recognize a few names. Uh, look at that, Kenneth Heafield, <laughs> who was on the pod.
0: Hey, Hayfield.
1: Hayfield. Oh, sorry.
0: sorry. <laughs> Don't forget.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, I, was, I
0: had a quick scan to see if I recognized people, but I suppose it's a slightly different network to. There's one more, do? there's Philip
1: Philip Kern and Kenneth Hayfield, those are the ones. But uh, okay. of course, head over and study the list. Well, so yeah, Meta, Facebook, pouring funds, money, time, and resources into, you know, the language metaverse. Uh, mm. We are waiting with bated breath. All right, so um, that's it for today's news show. Stay safe and see you next week.